The following program is intended for mature audiences. Warmest aloha, sir. Hey, Holly. Hi. Holly to you, too. He's so Holly, he doesn't even know he's Holly. I'm tempted to say menehune. Like Hawaiian leprechauns. <laughs> or chipmunks or something. What's wrong with that turtle? He has lung problems because he smoked too much turtle weed, which is bad for you, right, Ola? Hawaii has a big future. I, I, I want to become a part of it. I know every angel of these islands. I'm like a good tourist guy. What we're about to say. See, we're on a mission. Trying to find a way. If you and me make a guarantee. If I had eyes in the back of my head, I would have told you that you look good as I walked away.
Podcasting Pono on the 808. I'm Wade the Poor Man Fishman, and I'm here with... I'm Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Well, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing, Wade? <laughs> it's a beautiful day in paradise, isn't it? It is. And you're on the show because we're going to be discussing 365 Hawaii. That's right. My one-year anniversary of moving to Hawaii. It's pretty awesome, not going to lie. You survived. (laughs) I have more than survived. I'm loving it. Still loving it. Talk about the whole entire journey here. Like, where where do we start, for God's sakes? Where should we start? That's a good question. (laughs) I mean, when did um, Hawaii first enter your life? Well, I did not ever come to Hawaii as a child. Um, Yeah. You just started in pictures and shit. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to. Yeah. I always wanted to, but it just wasn't an option when I was young. Yeah, and then, you know, life got in the way. Like, I just was in school forever, grad school after that, and working multiple jobs and whatnot. But um, Hawaii, it's interesting. I think what happened was... um, Hawaii started heavily recruiting educators um, from the mainland, and one of my really good friends, Tiffany, actually saw an article, and we were at happy hour one day, and Mm -hmm. she's the one who brought it up to me, and she's like, wow, you know, we should just go to Hawaii. Just like that. (laughs) Just like that. And, you know, it's kind of funny, because I, um, she's a teacher, I'm a school psychologist, and... I always wanted to come to Hawaii. Like, if you ask anybody, my family, my friends back home, they would all tell you it was always my number one vacation destination to go to. And you had never gotten here. Never gotten here, but it never occurred to me to move to Hawaii. That never crossed my mind until TIFF. And ironically... So when was this? Yeah, how long ago? Probably about four years ago. So before that, but before four years ago, was, was Hawaii something you thought about? I mean, just like I said, it was my number one destination to come vacation one okay, day when vacation. I could afford it. Yeah. yeah. But it never crossed my mind to move here. So, never. So answer this to me then. What is the first time you heard of Hawaii or the first images you saw of Hawaii? Was it on TV? Was it in a magazine? Was it maybe one of your parents brought it up? Do you remember? No, my parents never brought it up. Um, I don't think my parents had any interest in coming to Hawaii. It was really just my thing. And... I honestly can't answer that question. I don't know when it was. I just, as long as I can remember, going back as far as I can remember, I just always wanted to come to Hawaii. It was okay. Just, I don't know. I guess it was just pictures and maybe seeing it on TV. I what, don't really what was know. it? What was it about that? Was it like this far off place? It was like beautiful. It was like yeah. maybe it was unattainable, and you always wanted to do that. 
Yeah, I mean, I've always been a complete beach bum and just <laughs> a sucker for beautiful Wait a minute, you're, wait a minute. So you're from like New Jersey, Philadelphia, and you've been a beach bum? My whole life. I grew up on the Jersey what the Shore. Hell what can I say? <laughs> did you even go in the water over there? Of course I did. It was it's all I knew. It's dirty and cold. Listen, I... Living here, I can say a lot of negative things about Jersey Shore, but it will <laughs> always have a very special place in my heart, always. Okay. I grew up there. Okay. So anyway, to yes. continue. Yeah, so ironically, um, Tiff, you know, life just happens, and Tiff met the love of her life and got married and did not obviously move to Hawaii with me, but I followed through on it. Um, I would say that was like four years ago, and then I guess about two years ago, um, during summer break, I planned a trip to Hawaii. It was about maybe like a, it was a long one, like two and a half weeks. Yeah. And um, I have a cousin who lives here on Oahu, right. and she's been here. Sorry, Eric, I'm probably going to mess this up, but I want to say at least 10 years, maybe a little longer. Mm-hmm. And um, I came to Oahu and I stayed with her for a while. Um, I knew at that point that I, I was pretty sure I wanted to move here, but really? okay. I was just so ready for a life change. East Coast living was never meant for me. <laughs> I did not. It just didn't work for me. It was like draining my soul. So Draining your soul? <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> yeah, a lot I of love, East Coasters, it, it drains your soul over there. I love love my family and friends but <laughs> the lifestyle it just it wasn't for me right um so I was pretty sure I wanted to you know make the leap I had no reason not to I had at that point finished my doctoral program it was just a good transition period for me yeah but well, what, maybe, what was the final decision on I'm gonna move well the trip this trip so I planned the two and a half week trip right. across four islands and I mean, you know, I wasn't going to do it blindly. I wanted to make sure I right. really wanted, like, come here and make sure I really wanted to move here. And right. then um, I wanted, I didn't know what island I would want to move to if I did come here. So I went to all the main islands and spent a good amount of time. And tell us about your visit to every island. Well. <laughs> what, 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 did you feel the difference between the islands? Was every oh, island totally. its own? Totally, totally. And um, so I started on Oahu. I stayed with my cousin. She lives in Eva Beach. And I knew... <laughs> I knew right away I did not want to live in Eva Beach, but I loved, she's a beautiful place. Like, I understand why, you know, she has um, a child and she now has a second child, but at the time she only had the one and they were able to buy a really nice place there. So I totally get it. I met my first full day of the trip. I did a Jeep tour with you, actually. <gasps> did you? <laughs> I did. And that I would say that is the day I fell in love with Oahu. Because wow. Was it me? Did, it, I, did, I help you? did I help you fall in love with Oahu? You, you helped me fall okay. in love with Oahu. You just <laughs> took me around the island, and I was completely mesmerized. It was, it was insane. I oh, loved it. Hey, if you want to move to Hawaii and fall in love with Hawaii, <laughs> take a tour of me, I guess. It's really true. <laughs> um, and then the rest of the trip somehow just kept getting better and better from there. I mean, yeah. I spent my time. I didn't actually explore Oahu that much because I spent a lot of time with my cousin. Right. And then actually it was kind of cool because like a couple days into the trip, my best friend from back home flew in and she... Um, she stayed with me for about 10 days. Yeah. Um, so she did the second half of Oahu with me, and then we flew to Big Island for a couple of days. I just booked myself solid with adventures. <laughs> I kept myself super busy, but that's just how I roll. So right. I did I did a helicopter tour over the volcano. It, Kilauea was, it was active at the time. It wasn't, it was like two summers ago, so it wasn't like super active, but I did see the lava. So okay. that was really cool. We did, you know, Volcano National Park. We did... Um, 
some of the waterfalls, and then we went over to Kona and spent some time over there. And then we flew to Kauai, and Kauai was my favorite island. Kauai just stole my heart. I loved Kauai. Why? Just the, um, you felt the mana, the, I don't know, just the energy of the land. The people were just incredible. That aloha spirit is so strong there. And the North Shore of Kauai, oh Beautiful. my God, to die for. Like, that is... I, I don't know. That's just, it's my favorite. It's very special. Over it there. is very special. Hanalei Bay, uh, seriously, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but I sounds also... Like you, sounds like you may move there one day. No, the I, so I also <laughs> realized I don't think that I could live on Kauai, honestly. Like, it was probably always forever going to be my number one vacation you can always spot. Visit. Yeah, yeah, you can always visit. But it might just be a little too slow piece for me to live. I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't even say slow piece. Just, I don't know. A little, I don't know. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. So then my best friend flew home after Kauai and I flew to Maui alone. And um, I did the sunrise at Haleakala. I did mm -hmm. the road to Hana, um, just some beach time. Um, that was a shorter, that was just a few days. So yeah, that was about it. And Maui, I liked Maui. I loved Maui actually, but yeah. I, I knew, I didn't think I really wanted to live on Maui. Okay. So um, when I, I forgot to mention too, when I was here on Oahu, I had reached out to the president of the Hawaii Association of School Psychologists at the time and just um, started to ask some questions about working as a school psychologist in Hawaii and mm -hmm. Oahu in particular because that's the island she was based on. She was wonderful. She answered all my questions. It is, you know, it's interesting. The job is a different world here than back on the mainland. It's totally right. different. But um, she set up an informal interview um, with our supervisor for me when I got here on Oahu. So actually the day after the Jeep tour with you, that's what I did. I took an Uber and I met her and her supervisor at Starbucks and we did an informal interview and I got to know her and she, her name is Terry. She's just, she's amazing. Seriously, the most supportive, wonderful woman. Like I just knew right away that I had to work for her and that's for Central District. So you know, I unofficially, obviously very unofficially, like knew I had the job if I wanted it right after that. So um, so while you're on vacation, yeah. you plan this little interview, informal interview to possibly get a job to return here and live and work here. And they very, very heavily recruited me the entire year after that before I moved here. So wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. You recommend other people do the same thing then? I mean, if that's, that's an a good option, way to do it. Yeah, it was. I mean, I just think like meeting somebody face to face, it makes all the difference in the world. It truly does. Um, so how did you how did you plan the entire move then? Because there was a good possibility that you could totally get this job. I knew I could have it. It was mine if I wanted it. Then they how did this? OK, so the, oh, so OK, so then you have a job waiting for you possibly, right? Yeah. So you're starting your move. You're planning now. I knew. When did you start planning the move? How so, long before you actually got here? Um, I would say a few days before I left. <laughs> you were already planning? <laughs> before, a couple of days before you left your vacation? Well, okay. You were planning on moving. Like I said, before I came on vacation, I, I knew I wanted to move here. I yeah. just came to make sure. Because I hadn't actually been to Hawaii, physically been to Hawaii okay. before the trip. So I knew, and I will say it was a day or a Jeep tour, I knew Hawaii just stole my heart and soul. Like I knew right then and there I had to live here. I just, it was meant awesome. to be. And then the second day after the interview, I knew like Oahu was the island I wanted to start on. Maybe not live on forever, but to start on, I thought Oahu would definitely be perfect for me. Yeah, and then b with me and you, you had been listening to me on the podcast? 
Or how did that all go down? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually trying to remember. It was either the podcast or your YouTube videos. One of them. I think, no, no, no. It was a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, so that's how you kind of heard about the Jeep me tour. or the Jeep tours or yes. the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you've just been listening ever since. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I think that's what it was. Yeah. And then the YouTube videos I might have started, I might have discovered after I met you. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All these great people moving out here after they <laughs> listen to the podcast. Pretty cool, right? It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> you can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So let's talk about that anxiety because you've been planning the trip. You're, you're, I mean, not your trip. You've been planning the move. Mm-hmm. How, well, so how, yeah, so how long, so what was the process of planning the move and then getting here, like, the couple of weeks before you were actually going to move, that so, feeling like, oh, yeah, this is happening. Yeah, yeah, so, um, they wanted, the, so Terry, the supervisor who hired, or was going to hire me, she wanted me to start six months, so, like, winter time, like, after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, my trip was during summer. It was... I believe it was the beginning of August that it came. And then they wanted me to come back, like move here right after Christmas. And I thought about it. Initially, I was like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Why not? Um, That's a little realized, crazy. Then I realized like what an ordeal the move is. And I was like, well, I think I need to just like let it progress naturally and take a whole year to like save up a little more to finish out my school year back home, leave during summer break. It was just, like I said, a natural progression. So I decided to stay a year and come, um, during the summertime. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) from the East coast, I mean, you know, it's a very stressful move. It's a lot of work. It's It's a lot of planning. I sold or gave away everything I had. I, um, You know, my lease was up on my apartment, so I lived with a colleague from work for a month who was just very generous and took me in. That's nice. Yeah, the last month before I moved, I came with just a few suitcases and was essentially going to start over. But here's the crazy part, and I mean, severe anxiety in general, I just do. But I felt so super calm the whole time, the whole year I planned this move. I never once felt scared or fearful or anxious. I just... It felt so right. I, I don't know. Like you weren't anxious. Planning the move just actually calmed me. So it almost became like an obsession. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Like well, that's weird. Yeah, it just calmed me. So I would do so much research and I just would watch YouTube videos and it just excited me. It got me. I was just so ready for a life change. I think that's what it came down so to. So what was the process of this move? Like how did you, from the time that you knew you were coming, mm-hmm. to the time you actually moved out here? How do you go about the process? Because because oh. you have a couple of cats, right? So yeah, I moved like, out here with two cats. So that was so that was probably not the smartest thing to do. Well, the I process, wasn't gonna leave them. <laughs> no, I know. Okay, so but they're like, both rescue. So I'm an animal lover. I love to rescue animals. I've always rescued all of my animals I've ever had. Yeah. Dogs. I've always had dogs though. The cats are new to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're both rescues and the one is kind of an asshole honestly and the other <laughs> one's a sweetheart but i mean there's nothing nobody would take cupid the asshole i mean i couldn't give him away cupid if I wanted and, to. and precious, precious is my other one um but i to be honest i would never leave either one i love them both they were that was yeah. never an option they were coming with me so a thousand dollars later and about six or seven months of planning we were ready to go. It was a long process. And yeah. ironically, <laughs> it, the process really eased up like two months after I moved here, which is funny. Yeah, it's a long process. I mean, you have to um, 
just go on the website and it gives you the step by step of what you have to do, the blood work and everything. And it's so expensive. Um, yeah. The yeah, you have to have original copies of all of their rabies certs going back so many years. That's nuts. I know. And then you have to have. Um, then you got to find a place that will or not accept animals. That's crazy. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Well, and that's. We don't really, have, you don't have yeah, to go too yeah. deep into that. No, <laughs> that's really stressful as well. Yeah, because almost nobody allows that. So. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. So other than that, you pretty much sold everything. Yeah. You came out here with suitcases. Yes, and I was very blessed because my mom and her best friend flew out with me, and um, my parents are divorced. They stayed with me, but my dad and my stepmom, uh, they also flew out, and they stayed in an Airbnb. So I had a lot of support during this move, which And I think amazing. anybody, right, so when you move to Hawaii, hopefully you'll have the support from family and friends. Mm, it was incredible, yeah. although it was also, <laughs> I mean, I know they would probably get annoyed at me for saying this, but I was so stressed about it because I'm like moving into an empty, unfurnished apartment with like nothing. People are like and sleeping on. And I have people on. staying with me and I just, You get yeah. blow up, blow up, uh, what, beds and stuff? So that was the first stop as soon as I, well, no, the first stop was getting a vehicle. But um, yeah, after that, then we just went to Target and bought some air mattresses and some wine. <laughs> There and maybe a couple go. of essentials. Doodle drinking. Yeah, I went back home and just passed <laughs> the hell out. So honestly, the move was so stressful for me. I mean, I was so excited. Like I said, I just, I never questioned it. I, I knew it was right the whole time just because I All felt right. so at peace with it. But it was still, regardless, a really stressful move. And I got really sick after I got here. Oh, man. I remember going to get um, the truck the, that at least I, yeah. I wasn't feeling well I remember just chugging bottle after bottle after <laughs> bottle of water and I was like something's wrong with me I'm not okay like I thought I was well, gonna you pass did, out well you did a, uh, I guess you did a lot in the first couple of weeks you got here I mean you were literally doing everything between taking between yeah. being with your family and dealing with kind of getting adjusted to Hawaii yeah too. but this was this was the first day when I landed I know I that's saying. crazy like, right I got really a little bit sick so I was sick I ended up getting a fever and I was sick for like two days and then I felt really horrible because I had no furniture I had no anything and my mom and her best friend are like running errands for me <laughs> and like buying stuff for the apartment while I'm laying on the air mattress dying for like two <laughs> oh <my> days <laughs> sounds like a great start to your first yeah. year in Hawaii yeah that's what I get but <laughs> it, it really it really improved for me there. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back in a few seconds, and we'll start to get into the beginning of the whole year that okay. you've had here, okay? Sounds good. All right. Hey, how's it? And welcome to the Aloha Life podcast. You're listening to us because we have great patrons who have joined our Patreon page and have become members of the podcast by supporting and donating to our show. Without our patrons like you, we wouldn't be on the air. So if you enjoy the podcast and want to hear more shows every week, please do take a moment to join us and become a patron of our podcast at patreon.com forward slash living the Aloha Life. And thank you so much for your support. All right, we're back. All right. What happened after you got sick? <laughs> Did it get better after that? <laughs> it got way better. Okay. Um, so my mom and her best friend, they stayed for like three weeks. It was so incredible. And then um, my dad and stepmom stayed in the Airbnb and they were there for like 10 days, I think. Yeah. Um, so it was a good mix of like shopping and like trying to get settled, but also adventuring because my family was here and I didn't know when they were going to come back. So we did a lot of really cool stuff awesome. along the way. Like we took time to like, you know, 
just do a lot of a lot of really fun adventures too. And then this was before or after you had the job. Did the job already start? Uh, What's going on? Yeah, so that's a good... Okay, so to back up, um, I formally applied for the job. I had to wait till about like six months before my move date because the application would expire otherwise. So I applied about six months before I knew I was going to move. And then it was a very slow process in Hawaii. It honestly took about six months from start to finish before I started working. (laughs) (laughs) It was interesting. But anyway, it was Man, all you must have been sucking down the money you had been saved then. <laughs> I was, mean, you was, weren't making any money, right? Um, no. So, no, oh I mean, God. I worked... No, no, no. That's not true. I worked. Okay. I worked up until the day before my flight. I think that's why I actually got so sick because I just didn't give myself a break. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so I had the job. I had secured the job um, a couple of months before. Um, but when did you start working from I the mean, time you got here? So <laughs> that was a little bit of an ordeal too. So I didn't really want to start working when my family was here. Right. Um, but my plan initially was just to give it like two weeks and then start working maybe that last week when my mom and her best friend were still here. When I landed, I had to go into the office, the central office, and they sent me to go get, like, fingerprinted and, you know, the clearances you have to do to start a new government job. And it was so slow. I got fingerprinted, and it took so long to get the results that, like, I couldn't start until, like, July 31st, I believe it was. So it was, like, three and a half or four weeks after. Uh, yeah, it's, like, three and Yeah, a half. but still, for someone who just moved to Hawaii, you didn't really give yourself a, an extended break oh, before no, you no. started getting into it. Yeah, no, because that's when school year starts here. And I wanted to so start with the start it. of the sco- new school year. It just it was it made sense. It, it's a good transitional period. Oh wow! Because I had a very long time to enjoy myself. Oh uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> I also don't have the money for that. So <laughs> well, I had saved for a long time, so I guess I was lucky. Jeez. But that was another thing. Like I mean, the salary. <laughs> you know, it's really it's it's. Well, can brutal. you go there? Can you go there? I can go there. I took a. $23,000 pay cut <laughs> from Isn't the mainland that, that's here. That's fucked up. Yeah, so they make you start, if you're moving from out of state, you have to start all the way at the bottom, like step zero or whatever it is, step one, I don't Jesus know what they call it, Christ. but like basically my 10 years of previous experience and my doctoral degree did not count toward anything. Let me ask you something. So wait, hold on. So I was starting at the same salary as a brand new te- teacher, a brand new school psychologist who never worked a day in her life. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Ask away. I've already forgot what I was going to ask. That's okay. So what I had to do, <laughs> I'll just continue the story. What I had to do was I had to um, complete this paperwork. It's called HAMS, Hiring Above the Minimum, and it's processed through the Department of Ed. And um, I just, I, I was insane. I probably wrote like 10 pages about why my 10 years of experience and my doctoral degree should qualify me for a higher salary and amazingly it took it took like eight months before it got approved but it did get approved so you had to work to get this raise that you you knew you should have had anyways it took eight months yeah eight months of working and then how much was the raise for it bumped me up like fourteen thousand. So oh, it, w- it okay, wasn't, okay. you know. I'm still making quite a bit less than I made back home, but it's way better than it was. It's way better. <laughs> yeah. W- okay. So the question I was, I just remembered. Yeah. Why do you think people accept this in Hawaii? Well. <laughs> because it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I mean, it's it's really hard. And like I said, I had done so much research and I had been in touch with school psychologists um, before I moved. So I knew exactly what I was getting into and I still chose to make the move. 
I did because it's the choice of continuing a lifestyle that wasn't working for me. I was, I, like I said, I loved my family, I loved my friends, but I was miserable. I hated winter. I hibernated so many months a year because I just couldn't take the cold. I hated the high stress, rushed lifestyle. It just, I was just constantly on edge. I just, I couldn't do it. I was so what you're so saying miserable. is Hawaii knows that and they it's, just took advantage of you. Yeah, it's a lifestyle here. It's the beauty, the being able to be outside all the time, the beauty, the just Hawaii, it's truly paradise. So yeah, I think they can take advantage of it. Why not? Man, you are a sucker. I am a sucker, <laughs> but but you know what I will say? I am so happy here. And like Amanda, you went to school, you got a great education, <laughs> and you got screwed when you came to Hawaii. So explain that to me. Because yeah. it seems like it seems like it's okay with you. Because it's all about the lifestyle. I'm just so much happier here. And like I'm okay. I've never been a materialistic person ever, so I, I can live, you know, minimally. I don't need a lot. I care, like, all I care about is, like, being able to walk outside and have amazing views and know I live in Hawaii. Like, I don't care if I live in a big place. I don't care if I drive an amazing vehicle. I don't need a lot of materialistic possessions. I don't need any of that. Wow, it sounds, like, just, you, it sounds like you just live in the woods. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the jungle. <laughs> um, You're okay with that. Oh, I love it. It's okay. just my, yeah, it's just... It's my sanctuary. It makes me so happy to come. Like, I can have the worst day ever at work and come home and all my stress melts away. As soon as I, you know, walk onto my lanai, it's just, it's truly paradise. And it's, I just can't imagine living any other way. I don't think I could ever go back ever. You, you have such a good attitude still. I love it. Let Hawaii wear <laughs> on you for a few more years. <laughs> I... <laughs> I know, believe me. I know there's a lot of problems. We're, we're, I see yeah, them. Yeah. I we're going to talk about we're going to talk about them after this break. Okay. We're going to take a break. We're going to go to a song and then we'll be back and we'll talk about all these wonderful things happening to you in Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> okay. Be right back. Island blossoms of you. 
back and we'll continue about your wonderful first year in paradise <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be some huge differences between here and philadelphia where you were living of course so let's talk about some of the challenges here because other than your job and taking a huge cut in pay mm-hmm. you're not only taking a huge cut in pay you're coming to a place where everything's more expensive yeah that's crazy, right? Because you had you were making twenty three thousand more at home, and everything was less. Yeah, that's true. So it's a double whammy here. That's true. How for are you sure. managing? I mean, it's just a huge lifestyle adjustment. Honestly, I, I. Is your refrigerator empty? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> <laughs> no, it I'm, sounds like most people I, in Hawaii, their refrigerators are pretty empty. <laughs> honestly, like. 
Yeah, so at first it was really rough, the whole grocery shopping thing, because it was so expensive. Right. But I recently just started um, getting a produce box. I did the Oahu Fresh, the vegetarian box, because I'm a vegetarian. And oh, okay. I think that's going to really work out well. It's like $35. I live alone. It's like, it gives you enough for like... Um, for, well, it honestly lasts me like a week and it gives you two recipes and it gives you all the like extra ingredients to make the recipes. Do you it's kind of amazing. Do you, th- do you think because you're a vegetarian, it might be cheaper to live here? Well, I Or no, because Jason yeah, said, because yeah. Jason, the True. guy that was on the show, uh, he's been on the show a couple of times. He said the first time he got here, they became vegetarians mm-hmm. and it seemed to be cheaper for them to live that way for a little while. Yeah, so it depends on where you shop. My whole problem was like the farmer's markets are only open certain days and certain times and I could never make it. I'm like trying yeah. to rush home from work and I miss it because the traffic's so freaking horrible and I just, I couldn't do it. So the produce box works way better for me. If you buy this stuff at the grocery store, yeah. maybe not so much. It's really expensive. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like this is working for me and I can just substitute it with like, you know, a couple of things like some bread and cheese eggs, cheese yeah whatever <laughs> i like my cheese i know eggs, eggs cheese yeah um but it, it just seems like it's um gonna work out way better for me and um, what else is expensive here that you noticed gas <laughs> oh jeez registration vehicle registration oh my god did you, get, did you get a bill for that yet yeah like 450 dollars later oh my god yeah, everyone ev- everyone that moves here for the first time they're saying this is robbery. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Well, like, I hope you enjoy getting robbed once a year because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, it was really bad. That was, yeah, no grocery shopping for a couple of weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm kidding. Um, so, yeah, the cost of living has definitely been the hardest. I okay. mean, the rent is, I, I mean, my place is amazing and I, I'm willing to pay a lot of money toward rent and not like I'll sacrifice it in other areas. Like I don't need to go out. I, you know, I spent 10 years of my life going out drinking and going out to restaurants. I don't need to do that yeah. anymore. Well, compared to your place back home, was it comparable in size or was your place back no. home bigger? Oh, my place back home was way bigger. And it was, was at it? least double. Uh, was it a two bedroom or one bedroom? What was it? It was a two bedroom loft. It was, no, my place back home was like, yeah, 1200 square feet. And my place now is like 600. So. Okay. And you were paying how much back home for rent? 1100. And you're paying? 1850. For half the size. Yeah. It seems like you get half of everything here. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> oh my shit. God, but, 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 my views. I mean, I just, I come home from work. I can hang up my hammock on my lanai and stare out into the jungle and yeah. just take a nap. And like, it's all worth it. It's worth every penny. So if anybody hears <laughs> this, they're probably thinking, oh my God. But for you personally, you are okay because of the beautiful place you live. Yeah. And that you live in Hawaii and you're cool with this. Yeah, for me. You're cool with the sacrifices you got to make. I am. I don't I don't need to live extravagantly. I've yeah. never needed that. Um yeah, I mean, believe me, it's it's hard financially. I'm not going to like sugarcoat it or lie, but you can make lifestyle changes and you can make it work if it's truly what you want. Yeah, yeah. ideally it shouldn't be like this. It's not right, but it is what it is right now and I'm willing to make it work because I'm so happy living here. How are you dealing with the traffic? The traffic freaking sucks. People here cannot drive. 
It's really bad. Like, no shit. I mean, I don't... Where do, where do these drivers come from? I keep telling everybody they're some of the worst drivers in the world. I got here, and I everybody at work was talking about driving you with Aloha. It, huh? You didn't believe it, You didn't believe it? Oh, I don't with, believe with it Aloha? No, I they don't, don't drive here with Aloha anymore. Maybe it's just where I live, but... <laughs> I'm sorry, are you driving to town? It is... Yeah. It's, it's a little scary. And... I don't know. People just drive whatever speed they want in whatever lane they want. There's no like left lane passing lane. Yeah. Nobody uses blinkers. Everybody just hovers in your blind spot. It just, it's so weird. Oh my God. It's funny you say that. <sighs> Everybody hovers in your blind spot. They do. They do. Back it's home, like, back they home, do it on purpose. Back home, it's out of respect. You don't drive in people's blind spot. You don't do that. I know. Here, nobody cares. But... <laughs> so funny i've never heard anyone say that until you said it but it's so true but i i mean i'm after a year i'm finally starting to get a little bit more used to it <laughs> i just like i put on you're conforming you're accepting the reality i listen to a lot of podcasts because my my drive to work oh my gosh especially with the polytunnel being closed it's just it's been it's disastrous i mean yeah. it can take me easily an hour and a half to get home from work and i just listen to podcasts then i deal with it Oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, what has been then some of the best parts of living here then since you moved here? Like what, I mean, uh, well, actually, even before that, what is your, what you imagined Hawaii being, Hawaii being, and then what it is now after a year? Well, I mean, for me, it is everything I imagined it being. I mean, I came here looking to move here, so I didn't come on a touristy vacation. I mean, I did do some touristy stuff, don't get me wrong, but, yeah. like, when I came here on vacation, I spent a lot of time with my cousin, and, like, I I kind of wanted to get a feel of what it's like to live here, and it's that and so much more, like... The hiking here, I'm just honestly, like, I'm obsessed. I can't go on enough hikes. I'm so, like, obsessed with the beauty of the Aina here, the nature, that it's just... Is that the best part of is. living it's, in Hawaii right yeah, now? Yeah, it's mind-blowing. The beaches, the beaches are stunning. It doesn't matter how many times I go to them. Like, I just, I'm so blown away. The Windward Side beaches are definitely my favorite, but out west, too, and the North Shore. Like, name I just, some, I name some of your beaches. Name some of the beaches you like. Oh, I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, my favorite is probably like Waimanalo area. I love, yeah. oh my God, I love, love, love. It's beautiful, love. right? It's so pretty. And what's your favorite hike so far? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm really into the ridge the hikes. The next one? So Cooley OO is probably my favorite. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? No, what? I said, is the next one the best one? Oh, probably. <laughs> So you, what did you say, Coolio? I love Coolio. That's a good hike, man. The views. I love that hike. So for me, like I, I just love the ridge hikes. I'm like really into them. And Coolio had just such beautiful views. Now I also did Willy Willy Nui and Hawaii Loa, but Hawaii Loa, it just like downpoured on us and we had no views and mm. then willy willy nui was also kind of like cloudy and foggy and um which actually made it really mystical and beautiful climbing up the ridge but then like we didn't have views from the top so coolie oo is like the one i i loved it yeah um but i love i also love the waterfall hikes um yeah i don't i can't pick up well so back in philadelphia were you hiking back there no no, no where no. the hell did the hiking come from for you then i just always loved nature but like i didn't i mean i'm mean, of course there were places to hike back home but like i didn't really have a group of friends who would go out hiking like you know it's just we went to bars we went out to dinner we <laughs> it was just a different did you world camp? is there any place to camp back home i never went camping but you like to do that do you 
I if, you, mean, if you like the hike, then you probably yeah, like the camp. I, <laughs> but you haven't camped. You don't camp. You, so you didn't even camp much back home then. No, 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 never. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So I really want to. I want yeah. to camp here. And like for that's me, the best, that's one of the best things to do here. No, it's funny because like back home, if you would have asked me if I like camping, I would have been like, why would I want to like, <laughs> why would I want to pay to live as a homeless person? It's probably <laughs> what I would have said. <laughs> but here, no, my world has changed. My views have changed like here because it's so beautiful. Like it's, see, it, just, it doesn't compare to back home because I didn't have, I mean, where I lived, I actually lived like in a suburb outside of Philly in Bucks County, and it was beautiful, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't Hawaii beautiful. I want to go camping here because like, I would be so happy if I was always out in nature. Right. Yeah, so I definitely do want to start exploring so and camping here. Go ahead and say, if you can, the top things you love about Hawaii. Hiking will be one. What else you got? Beaches. Beaches, that's two. The culture. Culture, that's three. And the people. The people. Yeah. And you got any other ones? Because those are the four major ones, I think you could say. Yeah. Beaches, outdoor activities, and Yeah, I don't want to just say hiking. I want to say outdoor activities. Because, yeah. like, I'm all about people the water sports. Yeah, like anything. Um, yeah, that's definitely it. And just everybody is so wonderful here. <laughs> it's They're just, so wonderful. I, they're so loving and happy. And I don't know. It's just... Not like that. Like when you're walking the streets back in Philly, like you don't just say hi to no. somebody. They're going to like pull a gun on you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it reminds me like, uh, yeah, like in a, in a past episode I was talking about that. I was like, when someone comes over and starts talking to you and you kind of, if I was back home, I'd be like, are they going to mug me? Exactly. But here they actually want to talk to you. They want to get to know you. And it's a, just a very strange thing. How has that changed for you with the people here that people just come out of the blue and talk to you? Is that something new that you're starting, you try, you, yeah. you've accepted it a year in now? Oh my God, I love it. It's yeah. just like, I love that you can just go anywhere and meet somebody random you don't know and they just want to talk story with you. And like, it's just, it's wonderful. And it's, it's, yeah, it's really cool. For a Howley girl, are you fitting in pretty good? <laughs> so, I, <laughs> that's a really tough question. <laughs> I mean, there's probably absolutely nothing about me that fits in. Like from my hair color to my skin color to my eye color. Yeah. <laughs> but... It doesn't matter. I haven't experienced any type of anything. No, prejudice any, no, or racism no, no, or anything. No, everybody's been so wonderful. I will say it's been a little bit hard for me to meet people here. Like, I mean, like make lasting friendships. I was kind of. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. How, how is it to meet people here? Is it hard? So I was very blessed that I moved here at the time I did because there are three other school psychologists who also happened to move here the exact same time to me as me and we all um got a job in the same district so we all like started the same day and we're all working together in the same school district and we like you know we formed our own network and like thank god for them because i don't i would have really really struggled to be honest with um starting my career as a school psychologist here in hawaii without them like we all had worked on the mainland before and we're all in like complete shock of how different it is and trying to learn the ropes here and so we formed a friendship and i'm just so grateful to have that group but aside from them Mm -hmm. and my cousin obviously um it's really hard to meet new people and i do meet people and i i definitely click with them but i would say like outside of you know wherever i met them i don't hang out with them i don't know it's like specific to like you know if I'm doing a beach cleanup or if I'm like, I met this girl, um, 
I did a volunteer like whale count thing during whale season and that was like so cool and awesome but like I don't know it's just hard I have I guess I just have different interests than a lot of people like she likes to go out a lot and I don't have the money to go out so like I don't (laughs) and but you're okay with that but you're okay with that I am I am but like you know People I mean, yeah, I noticed that a lot of people here, and, and I've talked about it in past um, podcasts, that you have friends, but you don't have, like, a lot of best friends here in Hawaii. It's, it's, sometimes it's, it, it just doesn't happen. And my you, best friends are all back home. They yeah, are. I mean, yeah. mine are, too. Yeah, it's okay. Right? I mean, are you okay with that? I, yeah, I mean, I, it's, you know, I, I have friends here, and I'm really grateful for them. Um, you've only been here, hey, listen, you have not been here, a year, you've been here a year, but it's not long though in a in the big perspective right you're going to make more friends yeah yeah it's going to happen so it's okay amanda <laughs> you're going to get more friends thanks wade <laughs> i appreciate I'm it your friend. <laughs> <laughs> no and like i know this is like a really common thing but like it friends, my group of friends here the girls who moved here at the same time and we started together like i don't think any of them are here long term to stay so like you know what i mean like are they that's, military well, one of, of them, them, so her boyfriend yeah. Yeah, is, they never stay. yeah, well, she can't, I mean, they can't right, stay right, here right, for, they're, right. what, they're stationed somewhere else, yeah. three years or whatever it is, yeah, and yeah. then, um, the other two, I mean, I don't, they just, like, finished grad school and came to Hawaii to get a job, and I, they're loving it, but I just don't think they're here long-term either, so that makes it hard, too, <laughs> yeah. just, I don't know. I hear you. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, we'll be back, and we're going to talk about your perspective on paradise and how it's changed over the last year, like what you thought and then what it's really turned out to be. Okay. Okay, we'll be right back. Hawaii is one of the most beautiful places on earth, and 808 Cleanup intends on keeping it that way. The 501c3 environmental nonprofit's main mission is restoring Hawaii's natural beauty for its local community and visitors. 808 Cleanup empowers volunteers to conduct decentralized cleanups through the Adopt a Site campaign responding to littering and vandalism of Hawaii's natural spaces, tagging and graffiti removal, saving Hawaii's indigenous ecosystem, and building sustainable solutions with local communities and nonprofit partners. If you love Hawaii and wish for its beauty to remain for generations to come, consider donating to a great cause and supporting 808 Cleanup's mission to keep Hawaii clean from Mauka to Makai at 808cleanups.org. All right, we're back. Okay. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> okay. Okay, so as we were saying, how has your perspective of paradise changed after living here for the last year? Has oh. it at all? <laughs> it sounds like you're doing fucking amazing. I mean, listen. Other than being poor. <laughs> I, <laughs> Life here is not as easy as people probably think it is that's the truth but no my perspective hasn't changed i'm still so in love with hawaii and i yeah i'm really happy maybe people should just talk to you about moving to hawaii (laughs) and then everybody will be fucking here listen i i have to be a little realistic (laughs) there's nothing wrong with being realistic it's just that um i don't know i know my mindset is different than a lot of people. So I know a lot of people, okay, my best friend, yeah. my best friend, for example, she would not be happy living here. I can tell you that. And she loved Hawaii when she was on vacation here, but mm-hmm. she, she loves to go shopping. She just, she loves, you know, spending money. She loves certain things. Vacation. Yeah. And like, I just, I know this lifestyle would never work for her. But you've never been like that is what you're saying. No. So this is okay. For you. So, so pretty much the people who come here, 
if they have yawn mentality, they could make it. Exactly. But if they have this thing where they need things or they need to do things that cost money, it it's, might not be the place for them. I mean, unless they have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> then it's all good, I guess. <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> and that's not you. No. And that's not like the other 75% of the people here. No. Listen, <laughs> I have a really good career and I still don't make a lot of money living oh, here. <laughs> I'm telling you. So over the last year then, you're good. I'm really happy. Like my love for Hawaii has just grown more and more. Okay. The more I explore the island, go to other islands, like I just, it continues to grow. It's it's not lessening yeah. from the negatives, the reality. I know that the reality yeah. is it is hard to live here. Well, then a question that a lot of people ask is, okay, so you're doing good and everything with that. But, you know, one of the questions is, is how do you deal? Or how do you accept being away from your friends and your family? Mm, I desperately miss them. That is truly hard, you know, and with the six hour time difference, it's even harder because it's not easy. Like I can't come home from work and call my mom because it's the middle, it's midnight or whatever. Like yeah. she's sleeping and it's, yeah, that's a really, really tough. Yes. Um, and it's hard. Like, you know, my family, they just don't have the money to spend to buy a plane ticket to fly they here. Could whenever they could just stay with want. you. And they could, but the flight is really yeah, expensive. It's like $1,000. Yeah, because it's coming from the East Coast. Yeah, it's it's yeah, pretty expensive. It's, it's really hard. So that makes it hard. I did fly home for Christmas this past year, and I spent about a week back home. And Oh my gosh, it was amazing to be with my fr my family yeah. and I saw my friends. I mean, I was jam-packed every second of every day I was back home um, seeing people and it was so wonderful and refreshing and just like fulfilled me to see them. But can I just tell you, I flew into Newark Airport, Newark, New the Jersey. Oh my God. I walk out of the airport and the first thing I hear is just horns blaring everywhere. <laughs> I smell pollution. The sky is gray. Oh my God. I'm like, where am I and oh. why am I here? How did I live here for so many years? Seriously, right? I mean, not that I ever lived in Newark, but my point yeah, is. Yeah. So, it's and a it whole was other cold. world over here. Oh, and it was so cold. And it was mild. It was They were having a heat wave when I flew home. It was like in the 40s, which is so <laughs> mild. But I don't even own a pair of closed-toe shoes here except for my hiking boots. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I'm yeah. like wearing sandals and it's 40 degrees. And oh, my dad's man. picking me up at the airport with my stepmom. And they have like a big down coat in the car for me. <laughs> it was just, I don't know. I did not enjoy physically being back home. But I was yeah. so grateful to see my family so friends. how do you how do you plan then if you like let's say the holidays next year are they going to come over christmas are you going to go home for christmas i don't know it's going to happen so <laughs> my family used to all be like pennsylvania new jersey but now my brother and family so my brother's married with two kids and they just moved to south carolina like a month or so ago everybody's all over the place yeah now. so it's not just me i mean granted i'm like by far the furthest but they're spreading out so i mean I, we haven't really discussed it and no, that's yeah. tough though right it, so it's tough i mean yeah i desperately miss them but i do try to stay in pretty good touch uh, via text messages or yeah. you know social media my mom my mom I don't know she's not a good texter because she's not good <laughs> at like the phone but okay. she'll go on her computer on Facebook messenger and message me for like hours and then like some of my best friends will use a, an app called Voxer I don't know if you've ever the heard hell is that? it's like a walkie talkie app but like it's no. kind of cool because like okay so it's not in real time so like if I call her and it's the middle of the night like that's just rude right and I'm not gonna like do that so Voxer you can just like leave a 10 minute message 15 minute message whatever and then oh, she'll have a, yeah she'll, she'll wake up in the morning she'll have 
have a notification that I boxed her and she can listen to it when she wants to and then respond to me. So that's how we communicate a lot. And it's good. Like my best friend and I, we still text every day. Um, And the other girl, the girl I box, that's one of my really, really, one of my best friends too, Tiffany. Um, We keep in touch, not as often, but through that. And um, some of my other friends, I I don't keep in close touch with anymore. And that's been really, like, I do feel that after a year like I feel the distance it's starting and some yeah. with some people started a long time ago and that is a little bit heartbreaking but I think it's just also part of the reality of it's moving so far away yeah yeah let's get back to your job for a second one more time for your job because I've talked we've talked about it many times in the shows before about education in Hawaii it's not too good here <laughs> there's a lot of problems with it so what is it like working Although you're not a teacher, mm-hmm. you see what's going on in the education system. I work in the schools, yeah. Right. So talk a little bit about that without getting yourself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll just preface it by saying I worked okay. in, back home, I worked in an extremely ritzy school district that had all the resources in the world yeah. and very, very well-educated parents, um, a very litigious school district where I had to dot my I's and cross my T's working as a school psychologist. I just had to be so careful. And then I moved here and it was just a complete shock to my system. You become a (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) School psychologists don't use that word. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway. Um, it's you don't just, have to. You don't have to cross your T's anymore. Is what I'm saying. It's it's different. The, you know, there's such a severe shortage of educators here. So I'm just going to talk in particular about school psychologists because that's what I know. Okay. Um, we in general, school psychologists working in Hawaii, we are about pretty much always at around 60% capacity, meaning there's always a significant m- amount of openings, positions open. Yeah. Um, meaning we're never fully staffed ever. Not even we're 60%. We're never so. Because of that, like, I mean, obviously we have to, we're spread, you know, very thin trying to cover all the schools. So all of us have multiple schools. I have three schools, um, which isn't bad. I know in some of the other districts I've heard that school psychologists cover six schools. Like, that's insane to me. Um, So it's just, it's a lot. Um, Some of the schools here are (laughs) the poorest in the country. I tend to, I work in a good area. I work um, Mililani, Wahiwa, and my Mililani schools, I mean, they're actually, they're really good. Okay. Um, And the Wahiwa school is very different, but I actually, it's much more laid back, but I kind of love it. I don't know. I don't, people are very negative about education here, and I know it's based off of their experiences. I haven't. And again, I'm not a teacher. I just, I haven't had those negative experiences yet. Everybody I work with is, I know you're going to tell me I'm being too positive, but everybody I work with is so wonderful. Mm. And um, it's because they usually leave after a year or two. <laughs> and that, that, that is a huge problem. <laughs> No, it is. is. So what does that tell you? Listen, we don't have the resources here that we need in education. Why is that? That is true. Why don't you have the resources? There's no money put into it. Why is there no in a democratic state? Why is there no (laughs) money put into the education system that the Democrats always are like gung ho about? I don't have the answer to that. But what I will say is the schools, and I'm just speaking about the schools I work at, the three schools I work at, because that's all I know. They do a really good job with, with what, what they, they have. Got. They really do. And like, imagine I just, what they could do with more. No, I totally agree. But 
I feel bad because I don't know if people see that, like how, how limited they are in the resources and what they have to work with. You mean so, the higher ups that give you all the money? No, I don't mean that. I what just do you mean, mean like the people who complain about the education system here. Yeah, it's it's bad, but look at what we're working with. Well, um, well, we know that. <laughs> yeah, so I I just think that like I'm honestly impressed. With what you have, you're doing a good job yeah, with what you have. Yeah, I mean, not I'm not talking about me, but like yeah, you're the talking schools. about the systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh. I know it's sad. It is a little heartbreaking. I hear what you're saying, and you're putting a positive twist on it. No, I'm just. I, I but just, the thing is, is that if they were given the proper amount that they should be given, just imagine how great the education yeah. system would be here. And if educators were paid what they would make, which back they on the should be, especially so school psychology is really unique in that the state of Hawaii, the entire state of Hawaii, does not have a single graduate program in school psychology. Which means every single school psychologist has to be recruited from the mainland unless they slip into the p- position that they're not actually qualified for. Is that? <laughs> crazy yeah which i'm not gonna lie it kind of happens because we have such a severe shortage and sometimes unfortunately there's a need for warm bodies in the positions and i've seen it happen and it's a huge problem because it's not a job that somebody who's not properly trained should be doing you are making significant decisions that are going to affect a child for the rest of his or her life life and people who aren't trained to be doing that you know it's scary it actually is very scary and uh, how know, long will you survive in your job? Well, I do eventually <laughs> have a goal to go into private practice, so I need to get licensed. I have my doctor. Okay, we're gonna talk about that in a second. Okay. Because I guess I get some questions for you. Okay. 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 But the next question is gonna be is let's just find out if you you plan on staying here first of all. Oh, I do. I That's just, your plan. You're gonna stay okay. in paradise. So I. You're gonna figure out a way. <laughs> I honestly couldn't ever imagine going back. I just can't. Yeah. Okay. That's positive. So you're going to make it work. I'm going to make it work. You're going to stay here the rest of your life if you can. I want to. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) What are your plans for your second year in Hawaii? Will you be Mm. making any changes? And then that's how we can get into what your intention is. Because we talked about it before in other shows. Living in limbo. You can't just do this. You, You... can I talk about living in limbo for a second? <laughs> did, you, did you enjoy that podcast? I did, but I have a little problem with it. <laughs> well, what happened? What about it? What was wrong no, with that no, show? No. What was wrong with that show? Nothing was wrong. The show was phenomenal, and I loved it. Okay. And I really like Jay. I think he's like, you like he Jay? really adds a yeah. lot of depth to yeah. your conversation. I do you miss Mike? I do. Where is he? Mike made me laugh. I Where's don't know. Mike? I don't know where Mike is. Mike, come back. But I really like <laughs> Jay a lot, too. <laughs> Um, I miss Mike too. Yeah. I wish you would. I wish you would like let me know what the fuck's going on. I can't giggle like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> Mike, come back. Oh, we mi- we miss Mike. He's he's dealing with some stuff right now. Hopefully, he'll get through that and he'll get a hold of me soon. I've been big giving him some space. I do not have so. a problem with your limbo show. I love the show. Okay. But what I was gonna say is, I just have a slightly different perspective because. I don't, like, again, I know my mindset's very different than most people, but, like, I have zero desire to, like, own a house or own a vehicle or, like, any of that. So even though I know I'm, like, living in limbo, I don't actually consider it living in limbo to me because I just, I don't know. Are you telling me you don't plan on owning this or owning that? You just kind of want to kind of just kind of like well, I mean, skate I, through life? 
but I don't think it's getting through life. Like I have a career and I have so many goals and I have further goals for my career and I I have goals. My goals just aren't to own a house. Like I don't care. I'd rather have beautiful views and like, you know, a great location than own a house. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's what's important to me and I don't know. So my point is. <laughs> what is your point? Please share it with the audience. I love the show. I just, <laughs> I just realized that I'm very different than most people because, like, my goals are—I don't know—my goals are unique. That's all. Okay. I'm so, so you're okay living in that type of limbo situation? Yeah. yeah. I don't, okay. I don't so you're okay. Mind well, it. obviously, half the population is doesn't have a problem with it, so I guess you fit into half the population. Well, I don't know Here. if that's true or if they just don't have a choice. Well, are you telling me you have a choice to get out of the limbo? Oh, I don't know. Okay, no. so there you go. So you don't have a choice either. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> if you had a choice, maybe you may buy a house. I don't know. Yeah, I think you would. Yeah? I think so. Okay, we'll I see. think you would. We'll you probably maybe buy a Ferrari. I don't know. I would never. Maybe a Jeep. A Jeep, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> maybe like a, a cool, I don't know, blue Jeep. Uh, yeah, bikini blue. Bikini blue? Yeah. You like that? I do. Okay, cool. <laughs> Okay, so as we were saying, what are your plans for the second year in Hawaii? Will you be making any changes or any major changes? Um, I mean, we'll see. I don't know if it'll all happen the second year, but what's I, the plan? So I have a lot of work and research to do on this, um, just because the states, Pennsylvania and Hawaii law requirements don't align very well but I really do because I have my doctorate in school psychology I am able to get my licensure in psychology which would allow me to do private practice and ultimately okay. down the road one day I think I would like to go that route I don't know if I can see myself working in the schools forever mm -hmm. um, private practice private practice yeah okay. so that would be my ultimate goal but um it's just, it's tricky, so... Do you believe you can make the money that you should be getting in private practice? I, honestly, I mean, that's where the money's at, yes. Yeah. But it's not an easy thing to get started. It's no, really, right? Yeah. Jeez. So, like, with working in the school, I have that security and amazing benefits. And where you could live in limbo for the rest of your life. I could. Or... <laughs> Or I can make the jump, which I do plan to do. What would day. be the process of that? It can't be something you can do in a year, or could it be something you can do? Possibly. And how much money does it cost to do that change? Well, I need to take my licensure exam. It's called the EPPP, and it's a little, well, it used to be $600 to sit for. Yeah. I, I forget. I think it's gone up, maybe 700 now. I don't know. And then before that, the application fee is like 100 or something. I don't know. Um, the real problem for me is. I need to just figure out, like, I just, Pennsylvania requirements were a little different than Hawaii yeah. requirements, so I just need to figure all that out. And then there's a lot of paperwork involved, and, um, that, I mean, that'll be the process. I may, so I may have to get licensed in Pennsylvania. Okay. And then go through the Figure it out, yeah. Of, see, well, so there's no reciprocity between the states mm. in licensure, which is, so I could ultimately go through the whole process in Pennsylvania, get licensed, and Hawaii may not accept it is ultimately... Well, you better figure that out before I, you see? waste all Do your you time. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, so you get, you need to <laughs> totally figure all that out before it's that so happens, because that would be a goddamn waste. I know, I know. Oh, my God, man. So then in the next... Okay, so maybe that might not be something you're doing the next year, but that's a plan. That's your outline over the next few years, maybe to figure that out. Yeah. And I mean, then are there I'm, any changes you're going to make in the next year from things that you've learned this year? 
Well, so just to f- finish up on that, like I, I, I want to get licensed over the okay. next year. That is a goal. It's okay, just it that I'm I'm probably going to continue to work in the schools for okay. a while longer because okay. that's my security right now. And like okay. I don't have any intention of leaving. Private practice is something I would like to start slowly. And then if ultimately down the road I did well with it, then mm-hmm. maybe one day I would make a you know the leap okay so what else have i learned this year (laughs) yeah i mean like what 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 have you learned over this year that you're going to make changes for next year whether it's financial changes whether it's a different way you shop a different different places to go different routes and and how you drive is there anything that you're going to change from this year that you've learned from the last year it could be really stupid things could be i'm not gonna go to that beach anymore i'm gonna go to this beach instead it could be anything I'm, I feel like I'm constantly changing all of those things you just mentioned. Really? It's not like I've done any particular thing for a year, but mm-hmm. I'm just still, I'm still exploring the island. I still, it's crazy. I still have so much left to explore. Even of course, it's only been keep, a year. I haven't even explored the island yet. Right. I keep so busy, but it's just my list of things I want to do. It just grows longer and longer <laughs> every day. I don't yeah. know. Um, I don't know that I'm trying to figure out the whole driving thing. It's still, it's a little brutal. <laughs> so what do you want to do more of this year than you didn't do the past year? Well, you want to go to the beach more. You want to do more hiking. You want to do this. You want to do that. I have done so much of the beach and hiking over the past year, okay. but I want to continue it. I'm not. Is there like, anything that you want to start doing that you haven't done? You want to get into yoga. You want to start doing more paddleboard. You want to do something else. I do a lot of yoga, but I just do it on my lanai because I can't afford to go to <laughs> yoga classes. <laughs> No, I mean... See, if you had some money, you'd be doing some things. No, honestly, I kind of... I like doing yoga on my own. I don't know. I like to do it outside of my lanai. Like, that makes me happier than being inside. Well, you did some really amazing things lately. You did... You went and paddleboarded with Uncle George. You went out and did horseback riding with Leo Lani. Yeah, I love that, too. Talk about those two experiences, because that's how... This is how we're going to end it. That's living the Aloha life. I love it. I Yeah, I try to keep busy with all of that stuff. I love Uncle George. He is just such a special guy. And I'm... So, that was the second time I saw him. And I will keep going back, because, yeah... I love the stand-up paddleboarding. It's super fun, but even more, I love Uncle George and his story. I mean, if you guys come to Hawaii, you have to go see him and listen to his story because it will change your life. He's yeah, just, right? He is an incredible guy. And I recently had a friend out here visiting um, just a couple of weeks ago, and he actually baptized her, which was just... Um, That's crazy. It was so crazy. She was so excited. Um so that was really cool. He's just, he's a really special guy and his story will move you. Um, and then Leolani, oh my gosh, what an amazing woman as well. And the horseback riding, you know, and the horseback riding is not something that I've done. Um, so I, I mean, I, I did when I was little, like once, I guess, or maybe twice, but not something I've really done. And I didn't know, like, I was nervous. I was gonna be really scared. I didn't know like what to make of it, but Interestingly, you know, even me with my <laughs> chronic anxiety, <laughs> I, I got on the horse and it was the most calming thing for me, um, which really surprised me. I just got on there and I felt so calm and I was just like, you know, able to like be in the moment, be present. It was such a beautiful ride through yeah. Kahana Valley and Bay and she took us in the water a little bit and oh my God, and just listening to her talk and she taught me so much about the culture and history of the island, especially yeah. the Kahana Bay area. Like, she's just such an incredible woman I too. Don't, I don't think the state and the people who are running it understand the value that people like Uncle George and Leolani bring for Hawaii. Yeah, I just, I can't recommend them both enough. If you're coming to visit Hawaii, just go visit them because they're just... They're ambassadors. 
They are amazing. Of aloha. Amazing people. Just so kind and loving. Yeah. That aloha spirit. Just so welcoming. <laughs> and so, so Ted, much can fun. You, can you tell everyone that's listening how to go ahead and get a hold of them too? Um, Just talk to Wade. Yeah, just talk to Weed. That's what I did. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll put you right through to him. Uncle George has his Bay of Dreams. Bay of Dreams Facebook. over at Pokai Bay. Yeah, on Facebook the West page. Side. You could find him. He's also on Instagram. And then Leolani has Legacy Horsemanship, is her Facebook page. Yeah. Um, they're both very responsive through that. And then also talk to Weed because he'll hook you up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just talk to Wade and I'll put you guys through to them. And uh, also, if you just decide to do it on your own, just say, Wade sent me your way. Yeah. And uh, they'll take care of you. Totally. Right? Yeah. So I'm excited for your next year in paradise. Well, thank you. Me too. I hope it just explodes and it's just freaking wonderful. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have you back in the show because you talk a lot, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing. <laughs> I really don't normally talk a lot. <laughs> oh, no? <laughs> <laughs> I just am very passionate about Hawaii, in yeah. case you can't tell. Yeah. Like it's, I can talk forever about so it. So did you want to do anything this past week, today, yesterday, or any other day where you were living the Aloha life? I went on a beautiful hike today. Did you? Yeah. Talk about that hike before we go. Oh, man. Was that the Aloha Life? It was. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right on. So what hike did you do? Oh, gosh. Uh, um, Wa'ahila. Wa'ahila? Wa'ahila Ridge. Okay. Yeah. Wa'ahila Ridge um, to Mount Olympus. I did not go to Mount Olympus. It was just me and one of my friends, oh, Stephanie. Okay. So it was just the two of us. Yeah. We just did to the end of the trail. We talked about this hike in um, our uh, hiking podcast a while ago with David. It was, it was really, it was fun. It was beautiful. It was, um, I would say like a medium. It was. Compared to like Kuli'o'o or Willy Willy Nui, was it kind of in the middle of those two? Yeah, I would say definitely a little harder than Kuli'o'o, um, just cause you would have to like scramble up some rocks and stuff, but definitely to me way easier than like Hawaii Loa. Okay. Way easier um, than Hawaii Loa. Willy Willy Nui. Hawaii Loa is just hot. Well, right? so it downpoured on me the whole time and it was so funny. Hawaii Loa. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. I think I think I have like a bad taste in my mouth. I want to do that again on a nice day because okay. it was so muddy and so slippery. So how long was today's hike about? I know. My friend and I were like talking about that. We forgot to pay attention. Yeah. Well, what we time did you get know. there? What time did you leave? We, that's what I'm saying. We didn't even look at the time. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's like four to five miles. Oh, okay. So that so should take you like two to three hours. Yeah, probably. Okay. I mean, we're pretty fast hikers, honestly. Beautiful views. Um, it was really stunning. Yeah. Some great pictures. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That aloha life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know how we end those shows, these shows, right? Of course I do. How do we do that? Our little shoots. <laughs> 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 oh, you're good. You remember. I remember. Are you ready to do one? Let's do it. All right, ready? Ready. Shoots. <laughs> We're on, Amanda. We'll have you again soon. Thank you. All right. Laters.
When you speak of Allah, it's all the above, but all the good, yeah? So that opens a right way range, Allah. Whether it's Pono, Mikai, it's still the same. I don't care how you look at it, it's still Allah. Be Pono, be righteous.
find a way Let's go. 